Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence. So we are not in the car this time, at least to my knowledge. Josh, are you in a car? Uh, in a in a spiritual way, sure. How do you how uh, do you spiritually? In a I don't car? I don't know what that means. I don't. Why'd you say you it? Okay. I I don't know. I just say things sometimes. Wow. Sad. Why do we? Why does anyone do anything really? Well, now you're getting into something interesting. What is the point, Cody? Is there a point? Let's just end it all. I um. Well. I'd like to think so. This isn't Jamestown. Especially since something wonderful just happened <laughs> to not only me, but to the entire podcast. You had a baby? Congrats. Oh, man. no. Fuck that. Are you kidding me? Um, <laughs> oh, never mind. No, check check the group chat. I think. Well, I know that one. We do have our first look at Tom Hardy as the Venom. So, oh, yes. The Venom. <laughs> as the Venom. But I also am getting. Red Rising sent to me via the United States Postal Service. Yeah, I bought him a book. <laughs> you couldn't spend seven dollars. I'm trying, man, and I can't. I just don't have the patience. And he offered, so I'm a cuck to not accept. Well, yeah, um, I wasn't gonna buy it anyway. Yeah, it's a, it's a. My, my birthday's in six days, so ha- thank you. I guess I was gonna ask for it when you were done, but oh, oh, I think that makes more sense. <laughs> Wow, really? So really, you Cody? can um, you Sad. can have it. Thanks, Happy man. Birthday. Thanks, man. Can't wait to finally be able to drink. I mean, I don't know, you can't really do anything at my age. Everything, everything. Live in a democracy. That's one thing I would like to be able to do for my birthday. Ho, politics. Um, so we are gathered here today. Uh, at least two thirds of us are to to deliver. Uh, another list, my favorite kinds of episodes. Lists are the best way to d- to send out and discuss things, send out information, discuss opinions. Uh, and you're wrong for not having that opinion. So top five reasons why lists are great. Number one, I like them. Number two, Cody sucks. And then you can follow wow. Rustin. Okay, can I? Um, so here's my top one reason why. Yeah lists are stupid yeah because it's the way of the past we need to become better than lists so what's the future if, if not for lists what's the future just the a big pile of stuff discussion is discourse around what you're doing is you're not promoting discussion you're promoting hitler oh <laughs> that, that right escalated to it. really quickly wow that, you did you cut through all the pretense that a boy i'm proud uh <laughs> So uh, Josh and I are going to be discussing uh, the our top five MCU scenes um, go, in preparation for Infinity War, which is re- going to be released in just a few days. Which is number exciting. two reason why lists are stupid. We're running out of ideas, and they're getting ridiculously specific. This oh, is please, not ridiculously I have specific. Like, I have like oh, two hundred lists we can pick from. Yeah, Josh, you've I tried to call down my lists. Because I like I had a hundred, and I was like, "This is just impossible to sort through." And most of these I don't even update. And then I look over at you, and you just like, oh, "I broke two hundred lists." Like top five composers who were born in Czechoslovakia. Josh Needle, rank list. I could list. do it. Do it. I dare you. I freaking dare you. Um, <laughs> but I like my way through the Italians first. But you know, yeah. Ooh, Robux that sound. Um, so we're gonna get to that. But before we get 
to the fun part of the show. We're going to do the less fun part of the show in the sense that I don't do very well on these for some reason, but I will this time. Uh, let's hit up some, let's hit up some trivia, my dudes, shall we? Sure. Sure. Who would like to go first? Me. You want to go first, Cody. Okay. Marvel Cinematic Universe trivia. Question one. Contestant one. Let's begin. Cody, which which arm gets cut off in... Which of Thor's arms gets cut off in Thor the Dark World? Starting you off pretty easy. Are you talking about that? What? There's a scene in which Thor's arm gets cut off in Thor the Dark World. Which arm gets cut uh, off? I'm going to have a 50-50 chance on this one. It's his left right arm. It's his right arm. Is that your final answer? Yeah. You are correct. Nice. What was that Brooklyn accent there? Me or uh, him? Him. That wasn't a Brooklyn sometimes accent. I just, sometimes it was some kind of New York accent there. That was that was Cody's patented uh, <laughs> Jewish uh, housewife accent. <laughs> Come here. What are you Come doing? Well, you got to stop that, okay? The traffic is crazy. You don't want to be outside right now. You have no idea. <laughs> it's cold. I think hot would have been better to showcase the accent, but, you know, we all make mistakes. Hot. It's hot. It's oh hot. Oh, my God. Oh, it's so hot out there. Uh, we're awful. These are great. We have no talent between the three of us at all. Uh, number two, Cody. John no C. Riley, otherwise known as the greatest living American actor, plays Ronan Day, a corpseman in what group in Guardians of the Galaxy? I know. It's pronounced Corman. Okay. So you're just, I'm right no matter what I say, because no. I have no fucking idea. The Gold Legion. Mm. I don't know Ooh. what that shit's you're called. Close. Is that your Wrong final movie. answer? Yeah, yeah whatever. It's, it's the Silver Legion. Sorry. Are you kidding me? No. Uh, it's the Nova Corps. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's stupid. Yikes. So you got a half a point, Cody. Would you like to, in the shout-out to the old game show Whammy, would you like to press your luck? Or... Yeah, press my luck. Oh, God, he's doing it. Okay. Make this one easy. Be cool. Well, it's not because it's the devil or nothing. So I said be cool, Mason. Jesus. I, I don't know how to do that. I never have. Uh, number three, double or nothing, which Infinity Stone is red? Is red? You can either give me the name of the stone, like the blank stone, or the name that they use in canon that they refer it's to it as. It's red, huh? It's red. Yikers. I'm Yikers Island. This. Um, we'll call that one the... That yes. will be the time stone. It's not. Is that your final answer? Yeah, of course. Just end it. You're incorrect, unfortunately. Put me out of my misery. What is it? Zero points. Josh, do you know? It's called the Aether. I don't know what the which stone it is, but that's what the I name thought it was of it the is. Aether. I don't know. It has an A in it. Yeah, that's yeah but I think the A is silent. silent. Okay, well, it's Just the Aether so you then. Know, yeah. That's stupid. That's right. a dumb name for a stone. The real, it's, um, it's called the Reality Stone. In like, That makes no sense. That's stupid. Well... In Thor, I mean, the movie's kind of stupid, so... In Thor The Dark World... Even worse. It is reality-based. It's a rea- It's a stone that makes things real. Right? Nailed it. I don't know. Josh, you are next. Starting you off with an easy one. 
Who wrote Captain America, the first Avenger? Who wrote it? Who wrote Captain America, the uh, first Avenger? Joe Johnston directed it. I don't know if he wrote it. Um... Five, four, three, two, one. Final answer. Um, just gonna go with Joe Johnston. Incorrect. I, this was supposed was to be the easy one. You awful, awful person. It's Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely. Who oh. are those? Which guys? is a very unfortunate last name in the in the hashtag Me Too era. But we'll roll with it. I don't know. They wrote all the Captain America movies. That's cool yeah that's why one of them is awful um number two what is written on stan lee's hat in the age of ultron party scene uh shit um that's not correct incorrect oh it should be um i want to say excelsior but i know that's wrong um Five, four, three, two, one. Final answer. Does it have something to do with like? I don't can't tell you. That. You have to. Guess. I don't know. You don't know. Uh, is it like a, a no. war hat or something? Incorrect. You you taking too much time. What's written on his hat is. Someone please help me. My daughter and the and my personal care are taking all my money. Please help. Someone please help. Stop putting these movies. Actually take some legal action. Please help. I'm old. I just want to die in peace and with my dignity. Please help. That's why are you hurting me? That's what's written on his hat. Actually, it's a World War II veteran, but... I said it's, it's something to do with war. You didn't say it's... Oh, it's a World War II veteran. Money. No, oh, absolutely whatever. not. Yeah, I would. No. You're being mean. I'm not being mean. I'm, I'm asking a question. Nobody knows what was written on that. Nobody watched that movie since it came out. Okay, well, the, the shot holds on him for, like, 15 seconds, and he is he gets dialogue, and he speaks, so I'm, gonna, I'm counting that as, as admissible. Well, I tried. Oh, well. I still, I'm still winning, so. All right, so, Josh, All right. you get no points, so let's just let's play this Can you ask the third question anyway, please? For fun. What brand of beer... Does Trevor Slattery offer Tony Stark in Iron Man 3? Oh, it's a Budweiser. Cody's correct. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> Why do oh. I remember that? <laughs> Who am I? Because he's... I don't know. Classic Cody Redfield. Oh, my gosh. All right, so no points for anybody. Way to go, guys. I thought or Cody got half a point. Nah, yeah, I lost he went it. double or oh, nothing. Well, so. Sad. Okay. See, double uh, or nothing means you either get double what you had or you walk away I, with nothing. I, I, I can do math. I mean, you can't. You just didn't. That's true. I got. I did not do well in math. I liked it up to – I liked algebra. Algebra was kind of fun because it was probably – That's where I started. That's yeah. where I started having issues. And then geometry is just like, uh, nah, fuck that. what? No. Why are we doing this? I don't care. This is about triangles. Just leave me alone. And then my – teacher punched me in the face but whatever i i don't think that happened it did well actually i got punched in the face while a teacher was present but did not do anything so that did actually happen that's canon can you tell the principal about that i think he's gonna want to know no no here's here's what happened i threw was throwing erasers at this kid because he was just like a 
general in general kind of a jerk. And then he came over and he socked me in the nose. And then like he didn't really make much contact or whatever. Um, and then the teacher just like didn't notice. And then like two minutes later, we got let out. And then his friends tried to push me into a bathroom. And I was just like to like beat me up or whatever. And I was just like nah. <laughs> And then they tried to confront me at my locker, and then, like, the lacrosse team basically formed a human shield around me, and I was protected and safe. Wow, that's, like... It was pretty pretty legit. And I I should have gotten in trouble, but I got in no trouble, but the other kid got suspended. So I don't know how that happened, but... Because I instigated it completely, but whatever. Live and learn. (sighs) Anyways. Uh, Quick detour there. Uh, Josh, lay him on me. All right. Give me some trivia of the in, franchise. Um, all Let's right. Do it. In do the it. first, Come on. Ca- I'm giving you okay. the goddamn question. God damn. Uh, in the first Captain America movie, red. Who... His skull was red. Nailed it. Next okay. One. <laughs> okay. You're okay. Uh, who is the character that developed the super soldier serum? What's his name? Ah. Uh. <laughs> uh, oh, to be... isn't it Toby Jones's character in Winter Soldier? It might be. I don't know. No, Zemo is the other guy. He's a German dude in Civil War. Ah, oh, man, I know this. I have no idea. <laughs> Go. Get, no answer. No, I don't know. All right, his name is Johann Schmidt. Schmidt, whatever. Okay. Was that Toby Jones's character or no? No, that's okay. uh, Zola. I was complete. Oh, th- Zolo. Yeah, that's right. That's too bad. All right. Okay. Uh, is that too easy? No, nah, yeah, it's too easy. Make it's it too- harder. Yeah, it's no. not too easy because I've seen basically every single one of these movies one time. So I think you're pretty good. You're good as far as too easy goes. All right. What is the name? No. No, Come it's on. too easy. Okay. No, no. You have to tell me what it is later, though. Once I'm done, I want to know. Okay. Now, I was, uh, trying to find out where. Okay. What is the other? What moniker does Thor's father Odin go by? What moniker? What yeah. like his other name? Like, the, like like the name he goes by, like the something. I know this one. Odin is like, he's like the great god, isn't he? Can I answer if he doesn't get it right? Or the Norse sure. god. Norse god. I don't want to seem, I don't want to seem stupid. Is that, your, is that your final answer? No. Um, uh, the, Odin. It's like the god of thunder? No, that's, that's Thor. That's Thor. I don't know. I have no idea. No answer? No answer. Cody? Killing Is it the all-father? Yep. Okay. I'll get it because he's the father of everything. All right. Well, none of us got any points. Awesome. Way to go, everybody. Oh, that was not a waste of time. So, Josh, what was my double or nothing? And then the other one you said was too easy. See? I'll, just make that your, I'll just make that your double or nothing. Well, what, I want to know if they both were. He doesn't have any points, so he can't. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh, curious. The question I was going to ask, I probably, I, I'm just going to, I didn't have a, I didn't have a follow-up question for your double or nothing so i'm gonna make it this uh so much what faith. is you have so much what faith is in me <laughs> uh true uh what is the name of the game that tony stark catches a shield employee playing in the avengers isn't it galaga oh, cool. yeah 
Yep. Yeah, I knew that. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I didn't go with it. I don't know if it's too easy, but it's a very. Well, it's like the most memorable it's a, line. You know what? It's, an, it's a known line. Josh, come on. Yeah. Come on. Who are you talking to? Who are you talking? I don't to? know. I don't know that. But I think that's that's pretty fair in terms of um, as a comparison to my Stan Lee question. Because the, the shot holds on them for about the same amount of time, and you get, like, the gist of what's going on. So I'm officially saying mm, that I don't that question so. is okay. I'm going to disagree with you. Well, I don't care what you think, Cody. I really don't. Yes, you do. Don't I pretend. Do. I care a lot. I care a lot. All right. Well, that didn't work out. Uh, <laughs> you guys obviously have not watched any of the Marvel films, whereas I, the only person to get one of these right, loves them. And Hello? I, no, I can't. Well, you got one right kind of what kind of yes i did oh the all father come on we both know i got one of the ones you asked me right oh that's right you did never mind sorry sorry buddy and i was gonna get the nova thing right so so let's just agree to disagree there's no agreeing though we'll just agree to disagree that's fine Uh, on what though we're just agreeing to disagree that's fine it's whatever okay okay uh all right (laughs) all right well cody get the heck out of here and we are going to move on all right josh let's get going all right let's begin the countdown uh honorable mentions for you for top Uh, five mc honorable mentions for me okay where do i want to cut this line of honorable mentions off um how many are in contention right now well right now i have a 25 list jesus christ so I'm going to pick like three there or four. There are 25 good scenes in this entire series. What are you talking about? Oh, shut up. Um, no, Kino. That's not my Kino. Okay, I will... Uh, fuck, I'll just make it my top ten and these bottom five are my honorable mentions. Um, okay, so my honorable mentions are... Uh, first one's from Black Panther. Uh, it's a scene where... Um, what's his name? Where uh, T'Challa finds, the truth, finds out the truth about his dad from Forrest Whitaker's character that I can't remember the name of. Uh, awesome scene. Uh, other one is from Iron, the first Iron Man scene in Gomera. Um, he completely wrecks shit, and it's awesome. Um, then another one from Winter Soldier is the car chase with Nick Fury. Then one from Thor, where Loki finds out he's adopted. And the one other is the airport fight from Civil War. Wow, I'm surprised that didn't that it didn't make it on your list. It's like my number. It's my number nine right now. Wow, that's a, surprising. Cause of nerdgasm. It's uh, fun. Okay. Uh, I will cop one of your honorable mentions because I didn't take make any and say that my one of my honorable mentions is the Nick Fury car chase or whatever. So good. It's pretty good. Yeah, and I just you're gonna hate me, and I understand it, but. And I know that's like a movie and physics and yada, yada, yada. But I'm going to call BS on the fact that he can cut a hole in the road and like the earth that quickly. And they don't like go down. They can't just go down and get after him after the, he wrecks his car. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. That's like a little bit of a two. It's a, taking movie logic a little bit too far. It's just like the timing I'm, doesn't add up unless he's got this incredible. Falcon jumps, Falcon jumps out of a like. 50 story building onto a helicopter it's i know i don't care i know but 
you know what you know what I mean though, right? Yeah. Like it's yeah. it's a little Too, it's, it's convenient. If see my rule is if I if that does if I don't think of that just imme- like when in the course of the movie, I don't count it as like an, as against the movie at all, but when I was sitting down just watching it in the theater, it was like something doesn't add up here. I don't know. I'm not sure about this. But it was a cool scene, so it, it doesn't take away from that, but just <laughs> I just I want to know I want I just want to see what happened after he wrecked his car and he's just furiously using some laser to you know like as I cut a hole in the ground and why didn't he use the laser on these guys he could have just taken them out like, immediately I don't know whatever movies um, and then I'll also steal the uh, I don't know if you're gonna you might talk about it later so I maybe I'm not stealing anything but the elevator fight in Winter Soldier is pretty cool uh, awesome he punches awesome a lot fight. of those guys. It's just a great setup of they all get into the elevator, it closes, like, all right, we're going to do this, and nobody says anything, and then doesn't, like, the guy behind him try to, like, grab his neck, or he just beats down everybody? That was pretty cool. That was pretty, pretty cool. Because, like, there's not, there's not a lot, for all the action that we get in superhero movies, there aren't often, um, like, the oh, the blank scene, you know? Uh, like, Civil War does have, it's, like, the airport scene, and Cap's, like, the elevator scene, and there aren't really too many of those, and even in DC and Batman stuff, especially, uh, but, you know, when they, when they do get it right, they, they get some really, I hate to say it, but some really iconic moments, uh, <laughs> so your number five, MCU scene. Uh, my number five is from the first Avengers, uh, it is the Battle of New York. Okay. Yeah. More like uh, the Battle of Cleveland, which is where it was shot. Oh, got him. Was it really? I think so. Fun. Uh, yeah, I, lo- I love this scene. Um, it's just, it's, to me, it's everything that a third act of a big blockbuster should be because yeah. you actually care about what's going on and it's fun and it's full of action, but it's not just a bunch of CGI shit all over the place with them punching. I mean, or, it kind of is. It, I mean, it is, but it's good. It's not like fan four stick where a thing comes out of the sky and it's boring. Technically, this did have a sky hole. Oh, it did. It did. But it's it was this the first. Is, I think, it was actually, the, OG this is the first sky one, right? Yeah, yeah, this is the first one. Yeah. Probably not ever, um, but like of yeah, the sky hole. This is the one yeah. that everyone else tried and failed to copy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was. It's. I love this whole scene. Um, I guess no, it's, it's one of the best action scenes in the franchise. But it's um, just everything it's the culmination of the first six movies it's kind of the cult it's kind of the i guess the seminal moment in the whole franchise where just everything went from here's a bunch of superheroes and their own movies to holy crap this is a world of gods and men that are 100 years old and iron man and like all this stuff so it's a really and it joss whedon shoots it really well like there's so many like really well done transitions throughout the whole thing from the beginning where like Hulk goes, I'm always angry to like, even the final bit with him saving Iron Man and the shawarma thing. Like it's, it's funny. It has great dialogue throughout the whole thing. The action is really well done. Yeah. We, um, we talk just, a lot about awesome. uh, Whedon as like a storyteller and that's all well and good, but I think he's just as good of an action director. Like he, the, I mean the, the construction of the scenes and how he, Various things are blown up and bad guys are beaten is fine, but they he sprinkles in these awesome little uh, these awesome little moments. Like there's yeah. the, there's that slow mo shot of like Cap grabbing his shield or something like that. Like somebody yeah, throws yeah, him yeah. a shield, he grabs it in midair. He's fighting with Thor and he's like punching dudes. And of course, there's the I'm always angry scene. Uh, yeah. There's the 
or like moment or whatever. I mean, just as a disclaimer, a lot of these, some of these are going to be sequences because like picking individual scenes, there's often like yeah. a lot of cross cutting. But whatever. I just count the whole thing. Yeah, so. exactly. Um, but yeah, that, I think, and I know, I know, I like, I've, it's, it's probably gets old my railing against Infinity War, but I'm, I'm nervous about that as like a movie fan just because it doesn't have that joss whedon touch to it you know or at least i don't think it will worry we're with something like the battle of new york there are just so many of these little tiny moments uh packed into this these larger than life battle scenes it's something like transformers doesn't have you know where they just they just go an onslaught of cool awesome moments but with whedon it feels like he puts in these cool little character beats amidst all the action and like the hulk scene is a huge payoff from earlier in the movie so and I, I'll be lying if I I'd be lying if I said when I f- in the when I watched uh, the movie for the first time in the theaters when that like s- uh, space snake or whatever came in that was the coolest thing ever. Oh yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> that was so cool. I love the space snake. I'm space he space snake two K seventeen turns into the Hulk and just punches it out. They all yeah, take it. It's yeah, yeah. Awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Like doesn't some doesn't somebody like fly into one or something? Or maybe yeah, Iron Man. Yeah, yeah. He like flies into one. That's right. Ah man. Avengers, pretty good movie. I'll give it that. Um, any more thoughts on Battle of New York for you? It's just, I, it's, it's like the definitive moment of the whole franchise. I love it. Yeah. Um. But could it could have been better if it was just people fixing a helicarrier? I don't know. Probably could have been. There's maybe. probably an ABC show about that. God, does anybody who watches Agents of Shield? They're like um, people they're actually on like season six now. I don't how? know. How. Nobody cares about I Agents of Shield. Four episodes, and they don't even have and that, the was, ep- and that was a struggle. They don't even have any of the Avengers on there. They have Coulson. You really they don't want to make Nick a show Fury about Coulson? The episodes, really? Yeah, Sam he, would for do like that a, for, for a scene. Oh, okay, like maybe someone else has been on, but I don't remember. There was like some crossover with Winter Soldier, and then everyone said it got good. Okay. I, I doubt it. Take I your word it. for it. No, not into it. Uh, and I'll I'll add the battle in New York as an honorable mention because I f- I forgot how much I like that. The man he writes the Hulk so well. Damn it! Ah, love the Hulk and Whedon Hulk. Um, so my number five is <laughs> more of a sequence, but it's from another Whedon scribed film. The introduction to Ultron in Avengers Age of Ultron, like right after the party scene, and like I guess before that, with um, uh, when he's fighting with Jar- when he's talk like or when he kills Jarvis, I guess, uh, is just so cool when they're like hanging out, and then he comes out, and he's just this mangled up robot. He's talking about like being caught in strings, and it's just, I it's one of the strongest character introductions I've seen in a superhero movie or a blockbuster of any kind. I just I and it's mostly because of Spader. The writing's really strong, but Spader's the one who sells it. And, um, yeah, I just, I really, I really dug that scene. I rewatched the movie a couple days ago, and it's, it, it took a lot for me to not fast forward through any scene that Ultron isn't in. He's that good of a villain. Um, and like I said, Spader. It's, it's because of Spader. Uh, do you like the, do you like that scene? Oh, yeah, I love this. That's actually in my list of. Yeah. 20 something scenes but yeah it's awesome it's an awesome intro um and i i mean i love ultron but yeah that's i part of me wishes he stayed more like that throughout the whole movie than becoming more like i mean 
looked more like a well, like I mean, a puppet. Yeah, the the like I get the whole point is he's yeah. like, he evolves. So no, like, well, like his that, intro but... was talking about how he's covered in strings and like obviously there's Pinocchio and he wants to be a real boy. He wants to be a real villain, so he doesn't have to rely on on technology anymore. He can like have a body. It's the whole. Yeah, it's yeah. his whole bit. So it just it really works on that aspect and it, it works. I just thought it was he's way creepier in that way to me. Yeah, yeah, less expressive and but to be fair, he also has a great voice, so it kind of would work with almost anything. So, um, number four for you. My number four is from Captain America, the winter soldier. It is the end fight between cap and Bucky. Um, to mo- and comes down to basically that one moment that I know you hate, but I love it. Um, where Steve and Bucky, you know, that he's basically getting, pu- Steve's getting punched in the face 15 times, has that really emotional thing. He's talking about how like, you know, me, I'm, you know, with you till the end of the line. I'm your friend. You're my mission. Oh, it's a great exchange between the two. Um, I just, I love it. It's really emotional. Um, and I love the relationship between those two characters. And it's uh, my favorite scene in that whole movie. And it's also just like a really, I mean, the, all the action scenes are really well done, but it's also a really well done action scene. Um, and yeah, that, and when it ends with the whole, you know the music, the slow piano music at the end, him pulling him out of the water. I think that's a nice touch they added in. Um, and overall, it's just I think it's a great scene. Um, one of the most, I'd say, one of the most uh, mature moments in any of the Marvel moment Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I I love it. Yeah, I I've said before that my least favorite movie cliche is the brainwashed friend and you're just yelling at them i know you're in there it's me i just i couldn't get past that it was a cool scene like the the stakes were pretty high and the cap and him fighting in that little under toe area or something was a really cool place to put an action scene but i just could not i couldn't separate myself from from hating that cliche so much didn't you have that problem with uh what's it called how How to to train Train. your dragon yeah Yeah. i was like that that was like a four and a half movie through the first two acts and then the third i was just like i hate this so much what (laughs) why why do you why does that like bother you so much like i i get like the idea that it's a little i don't know it just silly or something but it's like like, nobody has done anything interesting with it like i i I remember seeing it as a as a kid and being like okay this is fine but then, like the more things I saw, the more times they use that trope, it's just it, it. It's just like they did the same. They just keep doing the same thing with it. It just gets it's stale at this point. And I think, and I just think audiences audiences are smart enough to not fall not fall for that. But um, I just think you could challenge them a little bit more and like defy their expectations of a brainwashed friend trying to reach them. Scene because like I I haven't seen one where it's like, hey, it's me or you know i know you're in there it's me it's me and like the person like gets close to him and then just like blows him like just blows him up or something like that and it's like no i'm not this guy's gone he's dead or whoever i used to be that's not who i am now so i don't know maybe i'm just getting worked up i mean i I think in winter soldier it does i mean it's not it's the it's done the same way it's done a million times but it's still like there is it's a little more held back because it's like he's still not he doesn't remember him you can see he doesn't remember exactly who steve is or all the memories they had but it's like he knows there's something about him that yeah, he shouldn't he, kill him doesn't he yeah, exactly that's what i'm talking about it's like the, yeah it's they just keep like trying it, to hold on to that little speck yeah. of humanity yeah and it just, yeah I'm it's not, like he 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 knows enough that he saves him and then runs away yeah that's I don't all know. i just i've always even as a little kid i've just always 
felt like, okay, are you going to do something with this or are you just going to keep doing the same cliche? But whatever. As long as it's not all a dream, then I don't mind. Yeah, it, that's that's my all a dream. <laughs> just like, ah, don't, please. And brainwashing stories in general are just like, bleh. You know, I, I think they're trite, but whatever. Um, so your, that was your number four. So my number four uh, is a scene from Black Panther just a few months ago. Uh, it's the one... Eh, oh, actually, come to think of it. I had I wrote down T'Challa v. Killmonger, Dawn of Justice, but now I'm starting to rethink with the casino scene and the the car chase. Those are really good, too. I'll, I'll get... <laughs> I'm gonna, let me lose my credibility and just go with Sur- a three-way tie. Surpri- I'm surprised the action scenes are your standout moments from there. Yeah, I mean... I mean, it shouldn't be that much of a surprise because I just I don't really give a, a hoot about most of the character beats and like the character moments. So, but uh, hey, I'll, good action is good action. I don't care what movie it's in. If it's good, it's good. But, um, but yeah, I I really like the the car chase. It was cool and the 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 way that the um, the fight between T'Challa and Killmonger set up is just so great because he comes in, he's like, and he makes such a good case for like, hey, you know, I deserve this. I have a right to to this. And because they're the good guys, they give it to him, even though if somebody was, a, if you were, if T'Challa was a bad guy and if he was a villain, he'd be saying, eh, to hell with the rules. I'm going to do, I don't want to fight you or whatever. I'm going to do whatever I want. But because they're the good guys, they're bound to the rules. And, uh, so I just think the lead up was really strong. The fight itself was uh, just gritty, and the the, the music uh, accompanied it really well. So um, yeah, I, I really I dug that scene. Real. Nice. So, um, but I also love the casino scene because it was very Bondy-ish, and like it was it seemed like it was right from uh, Skyfall with the how they're multiple agents and they're like trying to find somebody and all that, and then the. Then the car chase is just awesome. So my number four is a three-way tie between the T'Challa Killmonger fight, Casino, and the car chase. So go for whatever. Uh, your number three. My number three, where'd it go, um, is from Civil War. The list go. Uh, and is the final fight between Cat Bucky and Iron Man. Mm. Um, I love this. I, I, I mean, to a lot of people, the highlight is the airport scene. I love that scene. This one is way better i think just from a choreography standpoint from an emotional standpoint and character standpoint it's just it's i guess it's my favorite action scene in the whole series and i think it's really well done um the only criticism i kind of see from it is kind of like it does the same thing that batman versus superman does where it kind of takes the political uh ideologies clashing and kind of just replaces it with a more personal vendetta kind of thing um but like Isn't they it are weird how it, those two movies came out so close to each other and they shared it, a lot of the same beats yeah yeah huh. um so is marvel copying dc or is dc copying marvel? i mean they were planning civil war probably around the same time yeah and they and they got announced around the same time and too, dc so I don't know. was their shooting script was just a series of cocktail napkins that chris terry had written when he was drunk so jesus i mean there's that um Wait, so what you're saying is Disney paid DC to make a bad movie. Exactly. Okay, got it. All right. I was just a little confused, but now I know. Yeah. Cool. Obviously, my my check, I just got my Disney check in the mail, so we're all good. I got a W-2 um, from them, and I haven't worked for them in, like, years, so I don't know what's up. It's very odd. 
That's actually true. I got a W two from them a couple weeks ago. It's very very strange. <laughs> um, but yeah, the the fight overall, I think, like I said, I mean it, that one bit. But it's like I don't mind that because we already get the political differences fight in the airport scene, which then we move on to the more personal fight between the two, which is why I think it works. And Batman for Superman, even though I like that fight, doesn't quite work. But anyway, um, yeah, this I just I think it's a great way to end the movie um and where it leaves off with him dropping the shield and kind of just leaving tony and the re- the avengers behind with bucky going to wakanda or wherever it is he goes um i think it's a great way to end that whole story and um yeah it's just it's an awesome fight i love it it's emotional and that final moment also between uh steve and tony where he's basically comes really close to killing him but then doesn't because he's not going to kill him but he like s- almost smashes his face in with the shield really really intense and i love yeah. that and then so. when he leaves it very yeah very cool yeah. um yeah like you said earlier with the whole well we're pivoting from an ideological clash to a personal one i don't really t- i don't have a problem with that i think I kind of like it in Batman versus Superman because it sort of humanizes the both of them, and it's it's so easy to hate somebody that you don't know and all that. Um, but the problem I have with the Civil War that scene you're talking about is like it just it just felt like they didn't know what else to do, so they just made Bucky kill Tony's parents and just like eh, just to give him like a give a reason for some sort of personal conflict. Whereas like in the, in canon the. Tony's but dad. I mean, it, make, it, make, it makes sense, though. I know it makes sense, but it doesn't. It, it making sense. It's it, it, making sense isn't enough to tell a good story. I don't think. Like, it, yeah, the, the decision. It it makes sense from a logistical like standpoint, but like, I just yeah. don't think the storytelling is there. Like, uh, like Iron Man Two was basically all about Tony's relationship with his dad, and you know, for the most part, it got squared away with that movie where he did come to some sort of understanding of what of who his dad was and the plans he had for him so to dip back into the well like this like jason Bourne from a few years ago did the same thing it's like do you really not have enough story to tell that you have to dip into the you killed my parents thing which is you know a very tried and true motivational tactic and storytelling mechanism but did they do that in jason Bourne? oh yeah yeah he i don't remember i barely remember that movie yeah uh, it, that movie was such a disappointment yeah they had the like one of the assets quote-unquote uh, okay. blew up his dad at a coffee shop or something like that something stupid. i'll stick i'll stick the first three yeah you're pretty you're probably smart for doing that um but yeah I don't, it just felt like we were like i said we were, i just feel like we're dipping into the barrel again just to we need some motivation so let's use some dead parents and for the record i i don't like that in tim burton's batman either so i'm not just crapping on marvel crap on marvel i just think it's a weak it's a weak storytelling mean? device what do you mean like which part like the fact that the joker is the one that killed his parents yeah i think that's okay stupid. so you actually like that i don't know i i just think there, there are much better ways to create tension and to create conflict than than just having a flashback to like i know, say it's oh definitely, you killed my parents you it's know? definitely easy but yeah. like i don't i don't mind it so yeah i just I just think they did as much as I didn't like the philosophical conflicts because they were just so like world history, world politics for dummies. Um, it, there, it was at least trying something kind of interesting and like asking a lot of the audience to like understand 
where these two characters are coming from why, and why they believe they're these things so strongly that they're willing to like kill their friend for it. You know, you like build something up that's, like I said, as much as I dislike the politics of it, I find really interesting. And then they just, all that gets kind of pushed to the side just because, just to tie in Bucky to Tony's parents. I don't know. I'm not a big fan of it. Um, don't, but the the scene itself does work great. But for me, it just, if it was about, actually about their ideals and not, you killed my pa- you killed my dad or you killed my mom, I don't care, then... I might have liked it a little bit more, but I'm glad you did. Uh, was that your three? Yeah. Okay. Shifting gears. Haha. <laughs> uh, that'll make sense when I reveal mine. Oh, um, God. Don't be what I think it is. My number three is a scene from one of the most hmm, most underrated and, I guess, and probably appropriate uh, MCU movies so far. And it's one of the. It's probably the hardest I've laughed at <laughs> at a Marvel movie to date. Uh, my number three is the final battle in Ant Man with Thomas the Tank Engine when they're fighting oh, okay. on the child's awesome. train set. <laughs> I watched it again today, and the cutting the the cutting that goes on there. So like uh, Corey Stoll's like yellow jacket and Paul Rudd is Ant Man, and and they're like fighting on his daughter's train set or yep. whatever. Yeah, and. At their scale, like, it just, it seems like this is, like, the most apocalyptic, just, oh, my God, this train's going to hit me kind of moment ever. And, like, the sound is up. And then (laughs) once, like, the damage is about to occur, it cuts out to a wide shot. You just see, like, this little train toy going boop, boop. And then it just, like, it just very nonchalantly falls over. And I just, I love, that moment particular is why I love this scene so much. I think it's so inventive and so fun. Uh, I don't know, yeah. Josh, I think these movies are fun, and I like them for being fun. Uh, mostly because this movie, it doesn't really try really that hard to be deep or anything. It kind of knows it's a guy. It's it, it knows it's Ant Man. It doesn't try it's to be Paul Rudd in a yeah little tech outfit. Yeah, and third, like any movie that can end strong, I give a lot of credit to because oftentimes uh, sticking the landing is. Well, sticking the landing is pretty rare in any movie, really, not just superhero movies or blockbusters or anything. And that, I think, really did a really good job and had a scene that literally brought me to tears. Um, <laughs> baby. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Uh, you're number two. Wow, we're all the way up to number two. Yeah. Uh, my number two um, is. Uh, my number two and number one keep switching. I can't decide which one, but for the time being, this is my number two uh, from Spider-Man Homecoming. Um, And it's the scene after um, after the they crash on the plane with him and Spider-Man and Vulture. uh, And he gets he's stuck under all the rubble and he is crying out. Peter's crying out for help, just like a kid would do. And he just sounds so vulnerable and so scared. And like he has no idea what he's supposed to do, and he's way in over his head. And then he, he's like, he just talks to himself. He's like, "Come on, Peter! Come on, Spider Man! Come on, Spider Man!" And he lifts it up and he throws it off. And it's probably it might be my favorite mo- Spider Man moment in any Spider Man movie, um, just because it's so representative of why I love that character. Um, and it just it got me emotional every time I've seen the movie and I love it to death. 
Um, so it's, it's it might be my number one, but yeah, it's my still my number two. But yeah, it's I love it. I think it's great. Um, and I just I think Tom Holland his acting in that scene is incredible. So uh, that is my number two. Yeah. Not enough dancing though. Like he needed to be like in a store and then leave the store and then be dancing in the middle of the street. It just it's it, it's it was lacking. I'm gonna be honest. Oh, just you are just the worst. Hey man, I'm uh I'm a smart boy, right? I don't know. Uh, yeah, that was a, that was a good scene. I didn't really. I thought it was nice. <laughs> I don't know if it's uh just because I was kind of bled on the movie or. Or what? But yeah, there were other there were other good moments in Spider-Man: Homecoming. There was the scene with Liz and Liz's dad, Michael Keaton, in the car. That was cool. That was good. That was a good scene. Yeah. Then mm. that's a every, comic. Every every scene with Michael Keaton is great. But. Yeah, that's a moment from the comics, right? I don't know if it's a specific moment, but it. I think it is. I could probably it probably is. Mm. I'm interested to see where they take Spider-Man next. You think they're going to do Osborns or no? Stay away. Uh, I think they're going to stay away from anything that's been done for a while. Mm. Plus, with Sony still technically owning the rights, I have no idea how long that's actually going to last. So, yeah. <sighs> Spider Man three, er, Spider Man, Tom Holland, Spider Man three, written and directed by Avi Arad, featuring every villain ever just, in Spider Man, all in just, one movie. You'd rather die than see that movie. I would rather die than see that movie. Wow. Dramatic, but understandable. I'd be, I'd get my tickets right now if I could. That sounds awesome. Get Tom Hardy. Is Tom Hardy's Venom a part of this? I don't know. No, he may be. I don't know. Okay. Okay. I don't care. Do you? No. Okay. (laughs) I don't. Uh, My number two is my favorite action scene in any MCU property, any MCU film. You, I think you had a feeling this was coming last time, but you just had to wait one more spot. Oh, no. The Monaco fight scene in Iron Man 2 featuring suitcase suit is kick-ass, and I don't care what you say, it is an awesome scene. And you're wrong for not liking it, so there's that. I like it. I don't like the movie, but I like the scene. And thinking that this movie is the best movie probably ever made in the MCU. So, so there's that. Um, just the, the way that the scene is constructed is just so cool. When he's like, Tony's driving his race car, being a crazy, you know, billionaire playboy and all that stuff. And then Whiplash makes it out onto the track and he uses his like, I don't even know what to call those things. Like his electric ropes. Does that sound right? No? I don't know. Sure. I don't know. Whatever. He uses his weapons to like cut the to uh, cut the race car in half with everybody watching and on TV and around the world. Uh, and at the same time, Pepper and Happy are trying to get the suitcase to, suit to him. And you don't quite know what they're trying to get to him. You just know that Tony needs it. And the way that he has to like uh, he has to like dance around and try to avoid uh, Whiplash's whips uh is just is really cool when he's like trying to he's trying to fend him off and he's trying to get to the suit and then they hit whiplash with a car and then he uses his whips to cut the door off and like uh action scene starts all over again when he finally gets a suit it's just a cool scene it there's a it's a very traditional way to do an action scene of like you just you 
don't keep things static and like you put you present challenges within the action scene and all that stuff and um i think it's a really cool scene it's from one of my favorite marvel films so your number one my number one is a scene from the first captain america really um uh yeah scene just i i it's the one i always just think i'm like that's an amazing scene and perfect and i love everything about it um and it's the ending not well not the exact ending but the final moment in um the 1940s um cat his cat america's sacrifice at the end of the first movie i love this scene for a million different reasons um as a diehard superman fan that has yet to get an amazing representation of Superman in post, you know, 1978. Uh, this is like everything I would want in a Superman story, this kind of character. And I think this, this is why I love the Captain America character that they've done so well. Cause I never gave a crap about Captain America in the comics. Um, but in the movies, he's, he's what I want from Superman. And I love this character, the way they've handled him. Um, and this whole scene is like a representation of why, like he's and on to, like on top of the fact that it's like, he's sacrificing his life. Now, obviously he lives, but you know, the point of it is that he's willing to give his life for everyone and everything. Um, so refresh me. Just what is that? I know he crashes a plane and like he crashes um, the plane. Um, what after what's, what's the peril? I, I can't remember. Um, I'm not entirely sure. Oh. Uh, there was, I don't know. I watched it like three, four months ago. Um, I remember the exact details, but he has to put the plane in the water because it's on, I think it's on autopilot set to go. So I'm trying to remember where it's set to go, but it's set to go somewhere that will do bad things for that will work in Hydra's favor. Um, as far as I remember, I might be wrong about that. But he has to crash the plane um, because he has to put it in the water to keep it from going where it's going. And I love just the exchange between him and Peggy, which is a relationship that I really, really love. Um, Until she gets all old and gross. That makeup was bad. I don't remember it. It's it's not good. Um, The but yeah, I'd love the exchange between them before he dies. And then it's just he's saying he's going to take her to that dance and then his mic cuts off it's really really good and then i would love the way it ends where he goes in the water you know everyone thinks captain america's dead it's really really sad and then you see the fun was a what makes me even love it even more is the it's kind of like in the last jedi with the broom kid uh scene yeah um, where you get the, the two you get like the kids uh, after the war has ended they're running around pretending to be captain america and it's so inspirational, so just heartwarming, and I love it. And it's just, again, it represents everything I love about um, my favorite kind of superheroes. You know, just the ones that are there to do the right thing, be a hero, you know, call them a Boy Scout all you want. But it's just the kind of character I really, really like. So I would never. I was a Boy Scout, so I would never use Boy Scout in a derogatory I was, way. I was a Cub Scout. Oh, I was a Cub Scout too. I guess it make it's a boy. Never mind. Well, we're both failures. How's that feel? It's pretty great. I agree. Um, all right. So, my number one 
So I, for the record, I was trying to guess yours, and that caught me very much off guard. I had no idea what your number one was, so uh, couldn't have guessed if I tried. So why don't you have a guess as to my number one? I'll give you a hint. It's not from Iron Man 2. It's from Age of Ultron? Nope. It's got to be from Black Panther, then. Nope. What the fuck? Okay, um... I think in our I, I think in the last time we talked about it, I mentioned that this was my favorite part of the movie, and I'm just kind of picking out the end of the moment that I like the most. No way, it's Doctor Strange. I um, know. <sighs> I'm thinking either Guardians Two or yeah, Guardians Two is the only one I can think of. All right, you're you're close enough. I'll just tell you. Okay, Guardians Two. Okay. And they first meet Ego, and he just explains his life, basically. And he reveals to Peter that he's half God. And that's your number one? Yeah, that's my number one. Interesting. I mean, really, it's a, I could pick almost... I could pick any scene with Ego in it. I just think he's such a cool character, and he's written and performed so well. But um, that specific scene where it's just... <laughs> It's just Kurt Russell walking around and, like, explaining his life with using these um, s- sculptures, I guess, and talking about who he is. And normally I would be like, ugh. Then the movie stops for, like, a ten-minute-long exposition dump to explain everything. But it's all, you know, with exposition, it's all about how you present it. And if you if it's just the two of them walking around talking in like the garden or whatever, I'd probably be more dismissive of it. But because it is so, the special effects are so great and the music's strong and the dialogue and just the way he tells the story and the way that Kurt Russell orates and like performs it, it's just, it's just so, it was so strong across the board. And I just, I really like it. But again, I could pick almost any ego scene, like the scene that towards the end when he goes berserk and he tell and he real reveals that he killed um star lord's mom in a very in a very rare oh this i killed your parent or parents it's a very rare i killed your parent or parents moment that told that really works for me um i'm I'm not quite sure why but i guess maybe it's because of i think it's probably because of how he explained his purpose on the planet and you think that his intentions are so um honorable or whatever and then and because it's Kurt Russell, he, like, he subliminally, just because of who he is, sows like a little bit of doubt. Uh, and it's just, it's all you need for there to be a kind of foundation-shaking reveal at the end. Um, and also, Star-Lord's reaction to it is also pretty, uh, also helps yeah. out a lot. But the, the his exposition scene that I'm going to go uh, is going to be my favorite because you are, you're explaining a very difficult character in a really, in a really... Um, accessible way and I just have a lot of respect for that and James Gunn I think is um, he represents probably the best that the MCU can deliver and uh, he really shows it with, with this movie and this scene particularly uh, I actually I think um, in this in the year or so since this has come out I think this is the one I think Guardians 2 is the one is the one that's grown on people the most I just get the feeling that people are starting to come back on it and being like oh okay now that I've put my expectations out of the way and like accepted what this movie is, I like it a lot more. So maybe maybe I'll check it out again in the some sometime soon because I think I would like it more too. Uh, but yeah, Guardians two, Ego, my number one. Interesting lists. 
a lot of a lot of variation. You didn't. Yours certainly wasn't what I expected. What do you think would be on mine? I th- I mean I thought there would be a little bit. I thought Spider Man would pop up in a different way. I assume that you would you would like his introduction more, or some other like a a bigger moment, I guess, than him than one of self discovery, I guess. So, but that was cool. It was good. And also, no Iron Man from you. Yeah, I came. I I was surprised when I was putting it together, but yeah. Wow. Two two scenes almost made it, but yeah. What were the two? Uh, like I said, the, I think I've mentioned Golmera from or Golmira, uh from the first one, and then what the uh, Golmira scene, like when he goes to take out the terrorists. Oh, I didn't know that. That was what that was called. Yeah, oh. that's what the city's called. And then um, <laughs> the ending of the ending of Iron Man, where he reveals his identity. Did any Iron Man three scenes come close? Uh, the the where he gets his house blown up. Okay, I'll I'll accept that one. All right, I'll accept it, Josh. I will accept it. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get Cody back in here and finish this bad boy up. All right, Cody. Thank you for waiting in the official Riflex screen room. I hope Tim didn't give you a hard time. He's in I fucking loved him. He's in heat. It's you know it's just weird for everybody. Uh, watching, reading, listening to, uh, Josh, why don't you go first? Uh, what did I watch and read and listen to? Um, watched Thor Ragnarok again today for like the fifth time. It's dope. That's good. Do you have anything to say to that, Mason? Uh, mm. he's wrong, but other criticisms than that. Criticisms and the... Um, oh, I, you know, you know I've got criticisms. I'm just biting my tongue for right now. Just because I know that no matter what, Josh knows I'm right. He knows. No. Deep down. Not really. Deep down. The majority of the people on the planet agree with me, but, you know. Deep down, though, you know I'm right. No. No, not really. So there's 7 billion people on the planet, okay? So I think the majority of people have not seen it or do not. And then some of them don't agree with you. So I'm going to say that you're not in the majority. No. You're wrong, but that's cool. Cody, am I? can you get in ruling here? Um, no, I can't. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else other than Thor Ragnarok, Joshua? Uh, yeah, uh, I have been on a Sergio Leone kick for the last, like, three or four months, and I just watched, what the hell is the movie called, for a few dollars more? Yes. And it's freaking incredible, and I love it. And I... Apparently, I love Westerns because every single one he's made is becoming one of my favorite movies. Interesting. That's the one with um, Clint Eastwood, right? I mean, most of them are. Oh, I know. I'm just I'm kidding. Uh, so do you I, have you finished a trilogy or no? I mean, I don't really count it as a trilogy, but no, but I've like only seen a series of films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen I mean, I've seen for like a few dollars more and I've seen um Hell's movie called Million Ways or not a million ways to die in the West? Uh, <laughs> no, a million. Um, Once upon a time in the West. No, um, no, no. But isn't there another one with Clint Eastwood in like the? Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, the there's, dude? there's, there's, there's. Um, for what's it called? The first? I don't remember the first. A fistful of dollars. There we go. For a few dollars more, uh, and then the Good, Bad, and the Ugly. I'm triggered which is that Good, Bad, and the Ugly doesn't have dollars in the title. Ugh, that's that makes me upset. Ugh. I mean, it's just the man with no name trilogy. Yeah, ah, you call it a trilogy. Um, but you said your favorites: Good, Bad, and the Ugly. Uh, that's that's become like one of my ten favorite movies ever. Interesting. So, how, why isn't that a trilogy? Is it not 
the same they character. Got, I mean, they're just. They're, they're, I mean, the character, the actors play different characters in every. I mean, I can. It's a trilogy in the same way that the Cornetto trilogy is. A, I don't consider that a trilogy either. Yeah, but it is a trilogy. It's, it's the same bad. people telling it's, stories within different genres. It's different actors playing different. It's the same actors playing different characters. It's not a trilogy. Cody, cast your vote. Trilogy or no? Thematic trilogy is not a real thing. Yes, it is. No, it's not. All right. Well, as for myself, I watched a little movie called. Uh, Dead Poets Society, which is, by all indications, a movie, and I really liked it. I thought it was awesome. Uh, it had it was <laughs> it was a uh, drama Robin Williams that I didn't kind of hate, and I think this is like the OG dramatic Robin Williams movie. So it's interesting that I like this, but viscerally hate uh, Goodwill Hunting. Don't know what that says about me, but. Uh, maybe it's a th- I have a thing for boarding schools or something, something like that. Uh, but I thought it was oh. magical and really sweet. And, um, yeah, I just, I, I really enjoyed it. It was cheesy, but I think in the right, in the right ways. And the, the main story with, uh, with Red Foreman and his, <laughs> and his uh, son was very sad and heartbreaking and felt like a, uh, it felt like it, did this movie uh, you've seen it Josh recently, right? Yeah. It, it sort of read it I don't know. It kind of read like a novel. I guess it sort of watched like a novel or something like that. It just has the, the, these very clear and distinct storylines and that are is occasionally over the top but um just feels but also feels grounded. I don't know. It's it's kind of hard to describe it. Just like this movie it felt like there was a book it had to been. It felt like it was adapted from a book, but to my knowledge, it it wasn't. And that's just a weird. Uh, it's just a, it was a weird feeling watching this. I was like, but the, not. That's not to say that it was. It felt like things were missing or anything like that. It just felt like a book. I don't know. Uh, but you didn't like the movie, correct? I don't, I don't hate it. I just we didn't really do anything for me. You didn't like it. Nah. So why is that? It just. To me, it was. It just felt. I, I didn't like the characters. It, just, it was like. I mean, I haven't seen it in like I saw it like what six, five some months ago or so. But like, I liked Robin Williams' character, but everything around him, it was just like it feels like just not interesting. Just kind of boring. I don't know. It didn't do much for me. How is it not interesting? It, I don't know. It just didn't do much for me. Didn't tickle my fancy. But, like, is there a deeper reason, or were you not, like, fully engaged with it or something? Because I just, I don't see how it could be a movie that you don't at least somewhat get invested in. I mean, it's got a, it wears its heart on its sleeve, really. And, I don't know. What's what's the matter with you? I don't know. What's the matter with you? (laughs) Hey, Cody's back. Oh, he's alive. Where'd you go, Code? I got... Don't ever call me that. Yeah, don't. Yeah, that's weird. Don't. Do I that. got uh, disconnected from the call. Oh well, rip. Cody, have you seen Dead Poet Society? I have not. Uh, you should. You, you already said. Yeah, you do. You do. You, you're saying that if somebody came up to you on the street and said, "Hey," for some reason, "Hey, random person, uh, should I watch Dead Poet Society?" You would say, "No, I'd, don't watch it." I'd, I'd say watch Goodwill Hunting instead. Really? You don't? You don't think it's not even worth a recommend? 
Ooh, Good Will Hunting is I a mean, good movie, though. Yeah, it's really yeah, well, it's so it's much so better. Much. How do you hate Good Will Hunting? You make no understand. sense to me just the as a person. The character Will Hunting is just the worst. I hate him so much. He's like, and it just so it tries cool. so hard. It tries See, so I think that's how to express that's, I think that's all. That's how I feel about Dead Poet Society. Okay, all right, I can accept that. That it, this is your <laughs> this is your Good Will Hunting. Like the, right. it just all the characters are just like fake and forced to me. Ah, same with uh, the other one. Goodwill Hunting. Okay. All right. Well, at least we've got to the root of that issue. Uh, <laughs> Cody, uh, watching, reading, listening to for this week. Have I been watching, reading, listening to? Um, I went to Isle of Dogs again. Nice. Did you like it more or less? The oh, I liked it more. Time? Now, did you pay attention more to the plot or were you? did you watch the the direction and like artists or anything like how did you i was looking it? more for the visual ja- uh, gags and the jokes oh, okay this time do you notice any no. new ones well yeah appreciate? there was i missed a, a pretty significant sequence the first time i watched it oh because you went to the bathroom oh yeah yeah that was but, yeah, I got to uh, see that. Well, they did the joke again later off, later on, and it like paid off. So you kind of you got to. That's why I was like, huh? "What does that even mean?" Oh yeah, <laughs> that would be so good. Uh, <laughs> do you, so um, I can't remember. Did you say you liked it more or less, or the same? I liked it more this time. <laughs> nice, 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 nice. Um, yeah, I liked it. Pretty high uh, on it. Was it weird honest. not watching it with me or? Yeah, kind of. It almost wasn't worth it. <laughs> I, don't see, I don't think I've seen anything else. Like, I've been busy. Yeah. All right. That's all right. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, so that'll do it for us this week. Uh, in just a few days, Avengers comes out, and I'm going on vacation, so um, hopefully we'll have the Avengers Infinity War episode up before that goes down, so in the next couple of days. Um what are our plans for it, fellas? Cody, I know you just bought your ticket Seeing today. Seeing it on Thursday night. In IMAX, 3D, standard. And standard. Very nice. Uh, I am also seeing it Thursday night, probably in the either 8 o'clock or 9.40, depending on what I can get, uh, how the day goes, I guess. And what about you, Josh? Uh, I'm going to see it with my cousins on Thursday night, mm-hmm. and... Now, this this isn't these aren't the cousins that are in that cult right are these the other cousins i don't know which ones those are oh all of them sure. you're supposed oh, to go sure. you're supposed to go with the bit but anyways, oh okay whatever yes and you'd be so bad at improv <laughs> what uh, is it like the first showing of the night imax standard, uh 7 30 i think okay ah, i'm yeah. seeing it before you yeah no wait no i'm seeing a 7 30 shit wow but I have to wait in line because we don't do reserve seating here because we're fucking heathens. So we don't, we don't either, either, so. still buy it early. I don't. I, reserve seating is nice for like IMAX and stuff, but it's kind of unnecessary. With it's almost necessary. Else. I don't think so. When I pretty much any big movie because I haven't gone to like opening night for a while. Yeah. Like I remember when I saw what movie was it? I think it was the first Avengers. Yeah. I got in line like two hours early. And if I hadn't, I would have been screwed. Yeah, but getting in line, waiting in line is fun. I don't know. I like it's it. Fu- I mean, it's fun when you're with people. So, but I was by myself, so oh. I was waiting for other people. Well, that's to show your up. fault for being a loser. Not everybody has friends. <laughs> I was no. I was <laughs> waiting in line for other people. Wow. Point you got wins. Hey, some people have lives. 
That's true. That's true. I, 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 I do not. That. I can respect that. I don't. I, I think. I, I don't. I, when a movie theater has reserved seating, I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. But if it doesn't, it's like that's fine too. And yeah. but I also sit in the place where people, where most people don't want to sit. So maybe I just true. He made me sit in a bad spot. For it was a good dog. spot. Should have just gone and sat somewhere else. We can't. We're I was best there with my friend. <laughs> yeah, it's overrated. Sad. See, so you go to the movies with people, you don't sit together. How freaking psycho! That's what happened when I saw that. The, so it happened when I saw one of the Harry Potter movies at midnight. Yeah, but that probably wasn't by choice. It's like, oh, yeah, you got one not. seat there and one seat over here. All right, see you later. That's pretty much what happened. All right, well, we'll have Avengers talk in the coming days. And until then, you can follow us at underscore Reflex on the Twitter and leave an iTunes review. We will try to read them if they're nice. But they even, if they're, but even if they are nice, there's, just no, there's no guarantee. But Sometimes life doesn't come with guarantees. Sometimes we'll pick on you. I mean, it's, it's whatever. Just choose. Choose your words wisely. <laughs> I think the, I think we're the problem on that though. But uh, Josh, Cody, take it easy. Catch you later. Bye bye. As unlikely as it seems, yeah, there's a place for you and me. On board a boat inside a dream, and I know we'll be happy.